Hello everyone, I'm Rachel, and you're listening to Let's Talk Avatar. This is a watch-through of The Legend of Korra. Isaac and I will be discussing each episode and giving our opinions on it. Just as a reminder, this podcast does contain spoilers for The Legend of Korra. This is a teen-rated podcast, so listener discretion is advised. Welcome back, everyone, pew, 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 to the Let's Talk Avatar podcast. I am Isaac. I'm Rachel. And today we are talking about episode two of season four of The Legend of Korra. It is titled Korra Alone. Appropriate. Very. Um, once again, we are sharing one mic because, as you guys know, um, the cord went back bad on one of our other mics so we're still waiting on as it as you guys know do they know though yeah because i'm gonna mention it in the other episode oh okay <laughs> i was like wait um yeah equipment just likes to break on us so yeah they like to be baddies um i don't really know where to begin with this episode like they're so it's just cora alone like it's we had to, there's a lot we had to resist the urge to just like brain vomit what's yeah everything that was on our mind because as soon as the episode ended we were like oh my gosh this part oh my gosh and we're like no hold it all in but now that we had to hold it in for like a half hour to wait to record you know like when you're in the car with your family you have to pee you've had to pee for like four hours and you're like on your way back from vacation it was like that yeah except the fact that like when you go pee it's like a never-ending flow we can't even start. The flow hasn't even started yet. We're still waiting for, like, the pee to come out, you know? <laughs> yeah. Or the poison, like in Cora's case. Um, yeah, this episode is basically... She is... We're, we're seeing where Cora is at. Because mm-hmm. in episode one, we didn't really get a, um, enough information. And I feel like this episode is like, okay, you saw where everyone else is at. This is what Cora is going through. This is what she's been through the past, like, how many years? Three, four mm-hmm. years? Yeah. And this is how she's dealing with it, so. Yeah. Um, I'd like to mention before we, like, really get into it, I used to hate on these episodes. Like, Same. Her going through this, I was like, oh my gosh, come on, can we just move on past this? And I feel like you can tell when you've changed as a person because of... <laughs> You can tell you've changed as a person because of your views on things, how they change. You know, your stances on certain topics and even shows change over time depending on, I don't know, your experiences and your maturity level. Or something as simple as, like, a character. Mm-hmm. Like, for us the with Korra. Yeah. Um, yeah, because Korra in general I used to not really care too much about, you know? She's just, uh... She's like a one in a million kind of person. She's a go-getter to the extreme. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm not that way. So I, I look at that character as like... An annoyance well, I, kind of, right? Yeah, and I, I don't necessarily understand her. But now, having watched it multiple times, I think she might be my favorite character in all of Avatar. Like the Avatar universe, yeah. right? Because you told, I asked you, but you never Thus answered. Thus far. Yeah. I don't know if she's my favorite character in all the Avatar universe, but she is, uh, she's definitely a lot higher on my list than before. 
the things she goes through in season four, you know, you hear about the fandom talking about it, but until you really, like, sit down and watch these episodes and go in with more of an open mind and not let, like, Cora's character, like, your already preconceived feelings about her cloud your judgment, you realize, like, dang, she's been through a lot. And a lot of it, too, is um, her own doing. Like, it's like, like you said, she's literally, literally fighting herself in this character. I mean, in this character, in this episode. You know what I mean? Like, her character is fighting herself throughout this entire episode. Has been her whole life. Mm-hmm. Which. If you think about it. I mean, we all are, constantly. We're all the, our biggest, our, our biggest enemy is ourselves, like people say, because it's so true. We stop ourselves from reaching our full potential because we either care what people think too much or we talk ourselves down or all sorts of things, you know? Something I failed to realize is I don't think Cora, like, I just kept thinking to myself when I first would watch this through, like, well, why does it take this long to heal? Like, why, why is she doing this to herself? But it's like, sometimes the thing you need is time mm-hmm. to realize exactly where you need to be in that moment how like what help you need and all these different things so i think it's just a matter of like especially in this show like the universe lining up and that spirit literally taking her to top and telling her like this is where you need to be someone is looking for you right now (laughs) that spirit i don't remember it so she goes in during this episode she goes to back to the tree of time to reconnect with Rava because at this point she can't access the Avatar state. And there's this cute little pear-looking spirit that's so adorable. I, I wish somebody would draw it and make a sticker of it. Maybe someone has. I have to go look on Etsy. But I want it so bad. And later on in the episode, there's like this cute puppy and it turns out to be this spirit. And I'm like, what? Mind blown. Anyway, yes. There, I feel like we're going to jump all over with this episode because there's so many different things and flashbacks that happen. Um, well, she's, she's definitely struggling with the mental effects of poison. Mm-hmm. and I mean, physical what, and mental. This is, even though Cora uh, is a strong person, like strong-willed mentally and physically, she has to keep being reminded of the fact that she was chained down, tortured, and almost killed, attempted murder on herself by this group of people. Mm-hmm. Simply because she is the Avatar. You know what, I was, what just came to mind right now? Is when Korra is... Not Korra. Katara's healing Korra. And they're having those really deep conversations. And Katara tells her that... Uh, well, I mean, Cora talks about how Katara told her it's a lot of the stuff she's experiencing is probably in her head. And I think that's true. But I think you said something earlier that kind of correlates with this. I think that it is in her head, but it has become such a fear, like a spirit of deep fear that, that she has manifested. manifested it into real life. Into an actual spirit. Yeah, like she's getting physical harm from this. And I think that that goes to show you how strong trauma can be for someone that you can have it literally physically manifested and affect your body because that's what's happening to her. But you notice when she finally decides to chase after that fear Mm -hmm. is when it takes her to the spirit wilds. Well, I mean the spirit. The spirit does, but it's also the reason she's following it is because she initially was following that like yeah her own spirit of like mm-hmm. where she has like the chains and is poisoned 
How creepy, by the way, to, like, be constantly reminded of that. Well, when she's fighting with the fire sages and um, she sees Zaheer when they jump at her. Like, she has a lot of PTSD, a lot of trauma from that situation, which I don't blame her. But, you know, what's also crazy is it's like that poison really messed her up more than anything else because she fought Amon, she fought Vatu and Unalak. And you would think that that would have some intense PTSD, but that poison is, like, what got her, you know? Well, I don't think she... That's the thing, is I don't think she's dealt... I don't think she's had time to deal mentally with what happened in Season 1, what happened in Season 2, what happened in Season 3. Like, it's just... Season 4, I feel like it's coming to a head. Yeah. And that's why she needs all of this help, is because she's, like, finally letting it out for the first time. I think the big thing with Cora too is she doesn't want to ask for help. She's independent. She doesn't. She does not want to burden people. Even when she's writing Asami that letter, she's like, "Don't tell Mako and Bolin because I don't want them to worry." You know, it's like that. Even in the midst of her pain, she's still caring about the other people around her in her life. And I think because of that, that's hindering her healing too because she's not allowing herself to like open up to people. You know, she doesn't want to burden anyone and she wants to take care of it by herself or with the limited people around her. You know, the message, the main message I got from this was you can do it on your own, but getting help from your friends, family, community, whatever it may be, is key. Mm -hmm. Like that is really going to help you stay afloat. I think for for me, this it's the same kind of thing, except of doing it on your own. Because, I mean, I think we can do things on our own, there's definitely. A, there's a balance, I feel like, that should be... Well, I mean, I think for her, it I mean, in general for us, is we are... It, we can only do it alone. We are the only ones that can change our mindset. It's just like everyone... What people say in real life. Like, you can't change someone. You can't make someone change. They have to make that choice. And that's the thing is she's had to make a choice to get better, to keep going and to to come out stronger, you know. But, yeah, allowing your the people around you, like your support system, to help you and let them help you. Because the majority of the time, people want to help you. It's not a burden for them. Like, they, they love you and care about you. They want to do it. And, um, yeah. But I think for Cora, and this is really where I relate to Cora, is admitting that I need help is the hardest step. Mm -hmm. It's not actually getting help. It's admitting that there's something wrong with you physically or mentally and getting over that hurdle. It's like that initial push. Yeah. You know, it's what we've been talking about the last few days. It kind of coincides with this is where does mental illness start and your personality ends or vice versa, you know, because I think a lot of times we kind of lump mental illnesses as part of your personality, like... Or vice versa. Yeah, like, oh, you're over-anxious, that's just who you are. When in reality, no, it's not who you are. You might have a personality that amplifies your anxiety, your depression, the things that you deal with, but it's not who you are, you know? And I think that that's kind of an example here is I feel like she's kind of lumped the trauma and the PTSD and everything she has as who she is at this point, you know? And that's the hard thing is she's, like, having to learn to separate them and to overcome. And you don't... That's the thing, too, is mental illnesses aren't necessarily something you you overcome or they just go away. But you learn proper ways to to deal with them, you know? 
And you're not always going to have great days. You're not always going to have days where you're put together. But that's the thing is accepting the fact that it's okay to have those days. This turned into like <laughs> self-help kind of podcast. Well, that's what the message of this episode is. It's yeah. like, um, if the avatar is dealing with this, it's okay kind of thing. True. Like, everyone deals with this, even the avatar. Even though she's a fictional character, mm-hmm. like, you get the message that they're putting across, which I think is amazing. Yeah. To show that even the strongest of people can be brought down like that mm-hmm. mentally. Yeah. Is like, is it's sad, but it's like, it, it shows that we're all the same in a sense, that like we're all human. Yeah, we all have feelings, we all have emotions, we all have things that affect us. And it's different for everyone, but yeah, that's so true. That's such a good observation, you know? Because I think we forget that, that regardless of who you are, everyone goes through stuff like that. Everyone has a moment where they're not mentally stable, you know? Like Our society is very individualistic, but I think where we go wrong is we... We go too individual. Mm-hmm. We think that we can do everything on our own. We think that we don't need a community at certain times. It's like... And that if you do ask for help, you're weak. Yeah. Or if, or if you do the have... The fact that there's still such a stigma around mental health... Oh, yeah. Blows my mind. Yeah. Like, Ed, we're in 2021 and we're still... There's still a stigma around this. It just... The crazy. The fact that we worship people... And, and I mean, there's nothing wrong. If you got somewhere working hard and you did it all by yourself. More power to you. Literally, like, uh, that is an amazing thing to be proud of. Yeah. And you shouldn't be looked down on. But I also don't think that we should look down on people or encourage people to have to do stuff by themselves. You know, it's like, it's like when you're 18, you're supposed to move out, be independent, live your own life. And then it's like, if you're still living with your parents or if you're still living with family members, people will even be like, you're still doing that. And it's kind of like, we're helping each other out. Well, it's one thing if you're like 40 years old, you don't have a job, you're not doing, and there's no reason for you to not be independent and you're not helping your parents in any way. You know what I mean? But if you are working as a community together, there's nothing wrong with that. I think that's the way that me- life is meant to be spent with your loved ones and your friends, a community helping each other, you know? It's kind of like online when you, it's like the Avatar community. Before we were part of it, I mean, we didn't have this whole group of people to talk to or to interact with. And now that we're here, it's like you're a community that supports you and loves the same things you do, you know, and will help you if you need it. Yeah. <laughs> this episode this is like the deepest but it's because it, it's like you said it provokes those thoughts you can't help but think about it in that way yeah this is like the uh the relief mm-hmm. moment in the series i feel like this episode if there if you could pinpoint it i feel like it'd be this episode yeah this it i think this is a really good episode because it is just cora alone but you learn so much about what she's been going through without her even talking. You know, the flashbacks she has, the things you're seeing her go through. Well, and her her being weak. She's never been weak. Mm-hmm. Like, and so this is like a huge shot to her entire existence. Mm-hmm. Like, not just her ego or her... Well, it's like I told you, her, her biggest asset is her biggest downfall. She has, she's such a tenacious 
strong-willed person, but because of that, that's also what brings her down because when she can't reach that level that she thinks she's meant to be at, she beats herself up, you know? She's like, wow, you're worthless, you're weak, like, you're you're not doing anything. And it's kind of like when that guy from the last episode at the end of it asks her, like, oh, where's the avatar? And she was like, I wouldn't know. Like, even that response is like, She's over it. You know, she hates herself. She's in that mode of like, I'm, I, and she, even this episode, she even says, my friends are out doing stuff and I'm here trying to rehabilitate. I can't do anything. Nothing's working. When I first watched that scene and she gets mad at Katara and she's like, your healing's not working. I hated Korra in that moment because I'm like, what the heck? But everyone's been through that moment at least some point in their life. And if you haven't, I feel like it's something you will eventually relate to. It's like you are so uh, distressed, mm-hmm. even in the face of someone that is doing everything they can to help you. It's not enough. Yeah, You're- and you can see where that can get really tiring. And like, I just want to give up. You know, mm-hmm. that's like with everything. You just have to keep pushing through those waves. That is, and that is the hardest thing in life is when you have to keep pushing. And you have no will to go on, you know? And it, and it's not like you can see a glimpse of your That's future. That's where the character development really it, kicks it, in. No, it is. Because those, and, and in these shows and in real life, like, that's how you create the person you're meant to be or the, the things, the, the good, solid things in you. Because it's not like you can see a glimpse of your future and be like, oh, if I keep going, that's where I'm going to go. You have no idea. It's like, even Cora, I mean, Katara, I always want to say Cora. Katara tells her, because Cora's like what like am i gonna get anywhere what is what am i gonna what's it gonna be like in the future what's gonna happen and katara's like i don't know let's find out and that's and i told you i said i i respect katara for being such a positive influence but realistic too she's not like oh you're gonna make it everything's gonna be rainbows and sunshine and you're gonna be fine she's like you know what i really don't know what's gonna happen but i'm here to help you figure out katara is the wisest person i feel like oh yeah by far by far. Because she's been through it. She's experienced all of this before. Mm-hmm. Multiple times, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I really enjoyed this episode. It was really raw and thought-provoking, obviously, because listen to it just go on. <laughs> yeah. It hits you in those spots that, like, until we started talking, I didn't even realize I like that. that's what it brought up, you know? Or the different themes that are in this episode. But like you said, I think the biggest thing is like even the strongest people go through the hardest things. Well, there was a couple moments throughout this episode where I was like, she's just going to like end it all. Yeah. Like I would not be surprised if she, you know, because like she has, she doesn't really have a reason throughout this episode, most of it to be alive. Like if, if the world's been able to thrive and get done without the avatar what is her purpose yeah and and that's what she's noticed that she's like the world has gone on she's having to find her purpose within herself and she doesn't even know what she's searching for till that spirit comes around till she finds toth you know she doesn't know can you imagine i mean years we've all like it's you you said we've all been in our own version of that you know we've all had a moment in our lives where we have felt like so overwhelmed and not know what we're looking for not knowing like how many times have you just been on the floor crying at least for me and been like what am I doing what is my life like what am I supposed to do what's my purpose you know like 
it's it's that's a hard thing and as the avatar i can't imagine what that feels like because you have the whole world watching you you have the whole world watching you and it's going on without you like things and things are doing okay for the most part you know we'll wait till the other episodes but you know i guess what I mean? we shouldn't say okay because kuvira is but rising she doesn't to power know, but, but she doesn't know how bad that is true. yeah you know so to her she's just like man everything is going so well without me on top of already feeling how she's feeling it's just another hit to her her self-esteem and to her character you know yeah she's um, a strong character though like the fact to be able to just that she makes it through this yeah um you want to talk about the end where we see Toph? Yeah. okay as you guys know yeah. Toph has never been my favorite character i oh i like that's where we're going I'm no just <laughs> i like Toph, but i don't like the hype around her i'm like okay like you know i don't really understand it i mean i understand it but i'm not a fan of it i guess that's how i say it um so you're a pick me i'm just kidding what's a pick me you what like oh i'm different from everyone else yeah, because i you're don't not like, like most girls. no it's not like that that makes me sound okay if you guys could see the way isaac's looking at me right now he's like mm-hmm. i'm not a pick me girl okay Maybe with other stuff, when I was younger, I definitely was a... You know how... I feel like you're a teenager, guy or girl, everyone's a pick-me girl. When you're a teenager, there was... I didn't like the color pink in high school because I was like, every Even girl Even though you got home and you were pink. like... And I loved... I felt like I had to hold in this love for the <laughs> Now I let it all out. I love pink. Um. Anyway, um. but seeing Toph here and having her say like it's good to see you twinkle toes i kind of i kind of teared up because the avatar still even though she doesn't have ang in the past avatars with her that spirit is still there because Toph can't see so she can only sense things so the fact that she still sensed the avatar spirit in her when she didn't have rava you know and was called her twinkle toes like how crazy and how cool that like they that you, when you're friends with the Avatar, you can connect with them even after they've passed. It makes me wonder how spiritually in tune Toph is. Oh, you know she has to be, like, one of the most in tuned people out there. But they never really showcased it in The Last Airbender. Yeah, I would love... I mean, they showed her in the spirit wilds, but that was, like, her spirit, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Like, I don't know if that was necessarily her. Mm-hmm. As much as it was just, like, Aang's prophecy, like, follow me. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I would love to see, I mean, I, I say this every episode, but like Toph, a spinoff about her, like teenage into like older life. There I'd was be that really comic that came out recently where that one girl like defeated her. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I gave it away. I did a giveaway for it. Oh, we did? <laughs> you can tell who runs the giveaways around here, huh? <laughs> um, yeah, I haven't read it. I want to read it. You know what I'm excited for? Off track a little bit. The Suki comic. I pre-ordered it. comes out in oh, July. I want a whole spinoff oh, of go. every single character. Even Smeller Bee. Um, okay. I have to go No, I'm pre-order the pop figures that come out in July, too. I am actually very curious to see what goes on behind the scenes of, like, Jet's whole crew. Like, even that. Like, Any a one, Avatar no, 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 series? A one, picture this. A, one, a one-off season. All about Jet's and his whole crew's like time in the trees, like and how stuff they like became that. to how they came together. Yeah, and about, their ooh, adventures. I'd watch who that. They are. I mean, like, and then at the end of the whole series, it could be like 
meeting up with Katara, <gasps> and then that's the end. Oh my gosh, that would be to cool. connect the timelines. Oh, that would be okay when you when you connect timelines and stuff like that. Satisfying. It's the most satisfying. It's like thing in ever. Uh, Rogue One. Is it no? Um, no, no, it's, it's the Mandalorian uh, when Luke Skywalker. Oh, we can't. I feel like that's a uh, like a spoiler for people. For Star Wars. I don't know why we're talking about <laughs> it, but Rogue One at the end of it, when they um, it takes everything, they all die to uh-huh. get the like data or data whatever to. I've never seen the Rogue ship, One. And then Princess Leia is on it, and they barely get away. They sacrifice their lives, but we wouldn't know that. Yeah, we didn't know that when the that movie came out in like the seventies. Mm-hmm. Until Rogue One came out and we were given that extra backstory. Yeah. I think that stuff is so cool. I do too. I love when they tie stuff together like that. It's, like you said, it's so satisfying. (laughs) We're so off of the topic again. But we did, we did talk very deeply about this episode. So I think we did a pretty good job. Yeah, this, uh, one of my favorites. Yeah, I. In the Avatar universe. I am really looking forward to season four. I love deep philosophical episodes, like Zuko alone, the storm, Korra alone. Yeah. The thing. The swamp. I love very thought-provoking shows and episodes because it makes you sit and kind of like reflect on your own life in different ways, you know? Yeah. And it's very relatable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. I think I like it too is because, or the reason I like it too is because we don't see it much in, um cartoons cartoons we see it in like anime but that's like its whole other cartoon type of thing Mm -hmm. but like western cartoons especially on nickelodeon yeah you don't see stuff like that yeah so it's refreshing to watch definitely i agree but um so who's your favorite character who's your favorite john oh cora yeah that's by far I would have to say I like Korra so Katara, far. I like Katara, though, too. Yeah, I do like Katara. But, I mean, like, I feel like Katara's, like, for me to say that would still be unfair because I'm like, I liked Katara all through Avatar. Like, I'm trying to focus more on, like, Korra characters. The thing about Katara is, like, she can only do so much, though. You know, okay, can I mention something that we were talking about downstairs? So, the gang that surrounded Aang in Avatar The Last Airbender was so much stronger and had so many more abilities than the gang that follows Korra around. Yeah, and the gang that follows Korra is 10 years older. Even when they were like 13 to 16 years old and then you have like 17 year olds, like these kids are a lot stronger than them. And look, Toph introduced everyone to metal bending and, and trained people. Katara is like the best healer there is. And then you have Aang who was the last airbender and the Avatar and Sokka who was just Sokka. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you have all these great people who made such an influential impact but on the world. Then you have Mako, Bolin, and Asami. This is going to get kind of deep. Okay. Think of... You can relate this to our society. Think of the time back then in The Last Airbender. Hundred Year War. You're on, like, the hundredth year. Mm-hmm. Nothing. It's the same old, same old. Our village might get destroyed and we might die. Mm-hmm. Everyone is constantly on edge, wartime, around the entire world. True. There is going to be people that want to stop this. Mm-hmm. And those people are the ones that will that Aang will find, and they will find Aang. Yeah, that's true. That like, is really deep. Katara, Sokka, Dang, Toph, you're Zuko. in a deep mood today. Zuko, it took some whereas, fighting. Whereas Korra, we don't have a war... 
And there's not necessarily a threat that's like... There's threats that come and go. But, like, the thing is, is, like, when Unalak and Vatu were doing their thing, and even Amon, even Zaheer, like, there's people living in the Fire Nation not knowing what's probably going on. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, living their lives. It's kind of like in today's world. Like, the things that go on around the world that we don't even know about or are affected by, you know? But I think of uh, Republic City as, like, a world hub... Mm-hmm. Like, everyone knows what goes on there kind of thing. Kind of like when you're in America. Yeah. And it's like, we always hear about, like, L.A., New York, Seattle, all these places. Because mm-hmm. they're, like, hubs of that that uh, region or something. Yeah. <sighs> but I was saying, the, I feel like the reason why Team Avatar and Korra isn't as motivated... I would say, I'm not going to say they're not as strong, because I still think they have it in them. I, okay, look at Asami, what she's able to do without bending, though. True, but. I just think. Okay, Suki or Asami, go. Mm, Suki. Yep. I'm sorry, I I, love them equally, but Suki is better. I love Asami and I love Suki, but Suki to me is like so top tier it's hard to beat i've loved her since avatar in general you know well, and she is i like, wish she i has was such Suki. a deep lore with them yeah she's there since like episode That's three why was i can't it? wait for her comic oh my gosh i want like, to know she so is much katara's about sister yeah i mean we don't know what happens okay with- if they if they make sokka and her break up but then let may and zuko stay together and ang and katara I'm going to be real pissed. Yeah, that's a little... Because, like, they were ready to go in the tent and be like, boom, chicka, bow, wow. And they're like, what, 16? So, I mean... But it's just that they were 16. Like, is it going to be the same when they same get older? With, same with Zuko and Ma- May. Same True. with yeah. Aang and Katara. If like, anyone's goes... going to break up, it's Zuko and May. Yeah. Like... Oh, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> They've been on rocks since the beginning. They've actually broken up before multiple times. Yeah. They're the on and off couple that will always be together. and we'll all... They'll, like, get married, get divorced, and get married, then get divorced. You know, they'll be that couple. But they'll yeah. always come back. How annoying. Like, And they're always in your friend group. If you're just in a funk with your relationship, don't get a divorce if you know you're just going to get remarried yeah. to that same oh, but person. But that's the thing is they're like, it this takes time, that divorce like, to uh, make them understand. This time is going to be different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, this time. I, I really mean it. We're over. I'm <sighs> never getting back with you. Anyways, we've gone all over, but. This is a really, really good episode. Yeah, I'm excited. We wanted to keep watching, but we resisted. Um, yeah, this was really good. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Let us know what you think about this episode. Did you like? Do you agree with us? Are there different things that you noticed, or did it make you feel a different way? Because I'm curious. I always love to hear other people's opinions and thoughts yeah, on it. Yeah, especially with this episode. There's so many things you could talk about oh yeah definitely but anyways i am isaac i'm rachel and we will see you next time on let's talk avatar bye bye thank you for listening to today's episode if you want to connect with us outside of our podcast you can find us on instagram at let's talk avatar as always thank you so much for your support